is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. And don't hesitate to call in and bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show, 800-259-9231. We start things out by going to Johnson on the Amp Line in California. Hello, Johnson. Hey, I've, uh, I need some advice and some help and uh, possibly some, you know, some suggestions. Okay. Um, Ian, I know you are uh, somebody who uses a service that I also use. Uh, called the from from Google called the Google Homepage. I love and, the Google Homepage. Uh, people know. I, people have accused me of being a Google fanboy on this show, and I, I have. I really <laughs> like Google's products, and the Homepage is one of them that I, I happen to be a, a, a big fan of uh, because you it, essentially. Why don't you describe what it is, Johnson? Well, it's sort of a, a place where you can go to add all these different little uh, sort of widgets that are these tools to provide you with quick tidbits of information, uh, be it RSS feeds from blogs or your favorite news sites, um, any sort of uh, uh, site that provides the, you know, an RSS feed, which is basically a list or series of links of information, you can add to these little boxes and widgets on your Google homepage. For example, I have things like uh, movie show times, the current weather, lots and lots of different news feeds. Um, my email uh, shows up right on my homepage. Uh, yeah, it's very handy. I'm looking know. at mine right now. I've got uh, a dictionary search, an eBay search, a Wikipedia search, uh, right. current weather, Wired's top stories, Technorati search, uh, ABC News. So you can really customize and you can make your homepage exactly what you want it to be. And, and it's always updated with whatever's the latest on those various different little we- websites. Ian made me one and I go to it on a pretty regular basis. So I guess my my point in calling all this is, is sort of, and I guess the question that begs here is, why the heck would I call FDL about Google homepage? Yes, why? Well, Because Google doesn't because listen? Because this has become sort of a trend recently. They decided to cha- completely change the design. They added another column, and they're making some design changes, and, and things which technologically probably uh, could end up being some improvements to the homepage. But what they're doing is They've added an entirely new column on the left side of the page, and they're forcing this redesign. And, and I'm sort of... Well, I mean, I it is a free service, Johnson. You get what you pay right. for, right? Right, exactly. Now, what I, the way I feel about it, though, and it's the same way about Facebook. It's a free service. However, both Facebook and Google, while they offer a free service, make their money on advertising. This is true. Which means that their users and their community, right, are the people who are, in fact, paying them by using their service. It's true. Even though you aren't paying via... Right, you're not paying via credit card, but just by being a customer of theirs, their services, their advertising uh, the, the services they offer various different companies become more valuable. So even though you aren't paying, the advertisers are paying to be able to reach you, and so customers of Google's free customers are still valuable to them. Right, exactly. And so you would think that they would treat their users with at least some modicum of respect. And beyond that, beyond that, aspect of it where, you know, I I find them forcing a design read, uh, you know, a change like that. I find it to be a little bit 
sort of rude to their user base who who is supporting them and and, and creating you know their making their service what it is and and you know providing them with their source of, of revenue. Beyond that, I think that it's also inefficient from a, a technological and a design standpoint because if a company were to go with giving their users the option, in, in other words, rolling out a few different design changes or, or rolling out, uh, you know, a design change with an option to, to stay with the old one and then sort of uh, doing demographics and watching which people, which design people choose. And, and well, that's how usually how it works. Service. I mean, for our listeners that don't don't get on the Internet very often, uh, we always have to kind of bring things down to that level. Uh, usually when you see something, uh, when you're on a website and they're planning to launch a new site or a new redesign, usually what they'll do is they'll say, hey, you know, there'll be a little link right up at the top of the screen. It'll say, hey, come try our new beta website. And so you can go click that link and you can experience what it is they're planning on releasing, you know, maybe another month down the road or whatever whatever their, their schedule is. And you can experience that and you can report back to them if you feel so inclined about what your experiences were like. Or like you say, Johnson, they can actually take a look at the numbers and see who's using what and, and of course, the actual feedback back is probably the most valuable thing but what you're pointing out here is that google just made this design change without any notice whatsoever they, right. they didn't get in any input and the comparison i want to make is also to facebook because facebook has done the same thing to all of their users they just changed the design and so what has happened is people are starting to get angry because this is again it's, it's an egregious use of force on these people. <laughs> I don't know. Johnson. I don't know about that. I, I, no, hold wait. on. I, no, I don't know. I Johnson, say, before you I'm go on. You, John, you, Johnson, Johnson, you've thrown, you've thrown down the gauntlet here, and I don't know everything about the Internet, and I don't know everything about Google's advertisers, but I see CNN on here. I see uh, John Stewart's quotes. I see uh, YouTube. I see eBay um, in this column that you're referring to, and I'm wondering, perhaps, um, maybe these aren't the most used links. Maybe instead some of these people pay to be on there and then i would ask you would it be okay for free talk live to say start a podcast that uh, didn't have any advertising in it and then slowly or you know all at once introduce a certain amount of advertising to that podcast would that be an egregious abuse of our listeners would it be rude to those listeners yes um i think that's definitely debatable and, and okay here you're talking about a gradual <laughs> slow change now wait 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 you're talking about a gradual slow change. That's not what Google did here. Well, I, 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 actually, I backtracked. Service. I backtracked, Johnson. I said, or even all at once. Okay. Now, if you say all at once, then yeah, absolutely, I'm going to say that that would be rude to your listeners. I'd say, and yeah, I'd what? say that's a shock. Buddy, I'd say probably lose your listeners. It, yeah, it, that would be a, a good portion of them. Right, that would be a shock to the system, no doubt about it. And I now, don't think that uh, this on. is an egregious change. This I mean, looks like maybe 10% of the uh, page, possibly on up to 12 or something like that. They took the well, top me, menu bar and moved it to when the I left. When I say egregious change, I'm talking about as egregious as you can get when you're talking about a free service on the Internet. I mean, it's... Well, that would, that's what it really comes down to. It is, it is free, you know, it is open, and, and people are using it at their very will. But, I mean, if you want to have respect for your users who are using your service, which is free, you would think that you would want to uh, cater to them, at least in some respect. I, I'm with you, Johnson. I mean, I, I empathize with where you're coming from on this. I don't know if it's something for a national talk show, but nonetheless, you wanted to do something about it, didn't you? I wanted, I mean, actually some questions that I got because I sort of just started this and, and didn't really 
you know, I just sort of jumped into it because so many people were complaining about the design change. And so I got some questions from people who, who have been signing it. Um, I'm up to almost 1,000 signatures after this one day since they've made the change. And I haven't really done much promoting it, but I just sort of put a link online and started the, position, the petition. And I think people have just sort of, uh, almost 1,000 people have just sort of found it on their own. So they have websites and, where people can go, uh, petition online, I believe is what it is, where people can go and create right. their own petition. petition. It can say whatever you want it to say, and then you can promote right. that link around the Internet, and people can go and they can sign your petition. They can add, usually can make it so that they can add comments and, and things like that. And that's what you've done? Yeah, absolutely. And it's petitiononline.com, uh, iGoogle. Um, is the name of the petition. Too difficult, um, too difficult. I've made it easy. Uh, I, uh, since I'm with you on this, I went ahead and created a uh, Free Talk Live subdomain. So if you want to go, go and sign Johnson's petition to uh, try to persuade Google to make the uh, make it an option, what they just changed on their homepage thing, uh, go to act.freetalklive.com. That's A-C-T, act.freetalklive.com. Now, here's the questions that I have for you guys. Okay. I think this is very relevant for a national talk show, which talks about freedom activism all the time. Because I sort of just jumped into doing this petition, and then some questions that I got are very valid, and I'm like, well, uh, I don't really know how to answer that. And the questions I got are, for example, what are you planning to do with the petition? Do you have someone within Google that accepts such petitions, and when will you do it? So, for example, I started this petition without sort of any idea of how many people did I want to have sign this petition before I go ahead and present it to Google? I don't know. Um, I mean, a thousand people seems pretty significant in a day's time. Uh, I'd like to go on right. record as not giving a crap. <laughs> Thanks, Johnson, and good luck, man. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, go out there and contact Google, and I'm sure somebody will be friendly with you and accept whatever it is you want to send them. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. That, again, is updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, I can foresee seeing, uh, sending an update sometime this weekend. I foresee a brand new radio affiliate that we'll be announcing, but I can't say much more than that. You can announce uh, the, the one I heard about today is uh, in the future, right? Yeah. Well, Which there's going to be one coming on this weekend if all goes as planned. So that'll be coming out via the updates list. If you're on the list, you'll know first at updates.freetalklive.com. Hey, do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, you need SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI as we go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Across the pond to Ziggy in the U.K. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'd like to talk about ResistNetwork.com. Resist um, Network? Yeah, yes, ResistNetwork.com. And what is um, that? It's. I heard an interview with the guy who runs it this afternoon. He wants to make a documentary about resistance around the world, and it's non-ideological. He's just looking for anybody who feels that they are resisting against whatever. Generally, the government, I think, 
And I thought, well, it might be a good opportunity for libertarians to get involved. I'd say so. It sounds good. Yeah. Have you contacted him? Uh, no, not personally. Um, but I, I did think the Free State, uh, you Free State uh, Project guys might want to. I think that's a fine idea. Resistnetwork.com, you say? Yeah. I'm sure there's some folks out there that are typing it in as we speak. Anything else, Zig? I emailed uh, Ziggy's email to me, to you, to, uh, so you were uh, CC'd yes. on that. I was pretending as though <laughs> I didn't know, Mark. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> paddling pools. Yes, yes, this story from last night about the uh, woman... Or, or, as you, as, or, as you, or as you put it, padding pool. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I didn't see the L. It was very small and hard to read, but... Well, there's another story uh, this week. This is even stupider. Um, a school in Wales banned ketchup. Didn't you have that story, Mark? Ziggy gave it to me. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, why don't you pull that up? We'll, t- we'll bring that up here in a moment, but this is just... I mean, can it be any... Can it get more absurd well, than I've this? Well, I've warned people about this. I said, you think that the health Nazis are finished with the smokers? Uh-uh. <laughs> They'll go far further. Well, yeah, um, they, they, know, they... They're not going to be happy. I mean, uh, soon enough, I reckon they're going to have a war against mayonnaise. <laughs> you know, mayonnaise is high cholesterol, high fat. I'm surprised they didn't go after mayonnaise before ketchup. Thank you, Zig, for the call. Appreciate the heads up on that. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I mean, you you hear these stories. Last night it was was about a a paddling pool, a little baby pool, basically, a kiddie pool. A woman was being ordered by the town government people or the city government people to hire a lifeguard and purchase an insurance policy if she wanted to allow anybody to utilize the, uh, the baby pool or the kiddie pool. I mean, you look at these stories and you think to yourself, this is nuts. How could it get worse than this? But I think it is, I guess it's possible. It's just hard to imagine what's going to come next. Maybe Ziggy's right. Maybe it will be mayonnaise. I mean, we and know that they've gone after fast food a, here. Don't think for a second that this is isolated to uh, the UK. The UK. No. This, they speak English. But, they have the same form of government that we do. Yeah, sort of. By saying, I mean, you know, it's uh, a Western yes, government, uh, you know, parliamentary government. They they have a very similar form of government to what we do. The, all the ideas that they come around here, come around, you know, go around there, come around here, and vice versa. Well, and I mean, it's happening here. It's just they're not targeting ketchup here. They're targeting fast food restaurants or trans fat in, in or schools. Uh, sodas. sodas. So uh, out in Los uh, and Angeles, selling candy. Remember, you're candy. not allowed to, you're not allowed right. to sell. Uh, the kids aren't allowed to sell candy as uh, little entrepreneurs, right. like we used to when we were. Right, you can't bring uh, a, a box of tear jerkers into the school in your backpack and sell them. But out in Los Angeles, you know, earlier this year, they put a, a moratorium on new fast food restaurants. You remember that story, right? Yeah. New York City, they've banned trans fats from restaurants. I mean, it's it's crazy. And what's craziest about it is that people just go right along with it. People, they so buy into the government paradigm that whatever it is the government bureaucrats say, even if it's going to hurt my business, I'll go ahead and do it. Because I wouldn't want to shut down. I wouldn't want them to come and shut me down, which, you know, this is, people are living in fear of these men with guns calling themselves the police. And what's this ketchup story? Um, you know, it's got some of this, uh, the, the, the English sort of uh, wording in it. It makes it a little diff- uh, difficult in, at, to exactly understand what's been said here. But uh, ketchup, ketchup ban at council schools. Tomato ketchup is the latest food stuff to be banned from canteens at some schools as part of a move towards healthier eating. <laughs> Bought-in bottles are off the menu at Gale of uh, Glamoran Primary Schools, and one parent called moved. Daft. Uh, the council said the policy is 
not to use mass-produced foods, but produce fresh foods on the premises. It follows news. Uh, it, it follows news. Marmite, whatever it is that they're eating over there in uh, uh, Great Isn't that Britain. Stuff from Australia. Uh, that's Vegemite. Oh, okay. Marmite Sorry. has been banned from uh, Celadron School breakfast clubs due to worries over salt content. Sharon Chapman, 47, whose eight-year-old uh, son Roy attends uh, Peterson Super Ely Primary School in the Vale of Glamorin, said he can come home from school and um, he came home from school and says we can't have ketchup anymore. He uh, can live without it, and the healthy meals at the school are fantastic. But this seems to one step too far, as they're only ha- used to have it once a week on a burger anyway, and now he says the burger's really dry. Coming soon, tofu only at a school near you. That meat, boy, I, that's not good for those kids. Tomato ketchup contains lycopene, which is good for you, but they... It'll uh, turn you into a wolf! They say it's <laughs> got a high level of salt and sugar. While it's not something you um, you complain about, it seems a bit daft. Uh, vale of Glamorin Council Leader Gordon Kemp said the policy is not to use mass-produced foods. We produce everything fresh on the premises. It's all part of the healthy eating program, spelled with an E. I'm all in favor of eating healthier. That sounds nice and all. Are you you in favor of them taking your kids' ketchup away? The the problem here is that... (laughs) This is banned. We have a zero-tolerance ketchup policy. (laughs) No smuggling ketchup in here, kids. We're going to search you on the way to the cafeteria. We've had problems this week. Uh, No, what I think the problem here is that parents can't opt out. You know, they can't take their kids out of these government schools. They're forced into the schools. If it was a private school and a private school decided they wanted to go all healthy in the cafeteria and parents didn't like it, they could complain about it, and if no changes were made, they could pull their kids out. But here, they're forced to be there. I mean, if I want to send my kids to a school where they can eat a nice, big, fat, greasy hamburger and some french fries every single day if they want to, I should be able to do that, presuming it's available in the marketplace. And if not, I should be able to open up the school and serve hamburgers and french fries to the kids, if that's what I think will sell. But in this case, it's just bureaucrats making arbitrary decisions about what they think is right for all these kids to, uh, to do. And what can the parents do about it? Not a darn thing. They have to keep paying no matter what. I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I'm a little confused as to whether or not you're allowed to bring ketchup to school. It says ketchup bought in bottles can have high levels of salt and sugar. Does that mean that bought in? I guess that means bottled ketchup. That's what it sounds like. So yeah. does that mean you can't bring – can I not bring a few ke- packets of ketchup in my backpack for the hamburger? Not sounding like it. Uh, Marmite, by the way, is a name given to two similar food spreads, British version in the U.K. and South Africa, the other in New Zealand. It is made from yeast extract, and so it's very similar to Australians' Vegemites. Mm, yummy. All right, more on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls, 
about whatever you want. But first, I want to tell you about the Paladin Podcast. John Plaster talks about snipers, sniper history, and sniper training. And Mark Hatmaker tells all on grappling, martial arts, and his grueling workouts at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books, as well as DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, paladinpodcast.com. And don't forget to visit our website at freetalklive.com where we've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam. It's all free, so enjoy at freetalklive.com as we go to Sam in Michigan. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, John Insane McCain, who is a Bar Esquire attorney, as they always are, uh, referred to toxic mortgage debt. Toxic mortgage debt. failed to elaborate, uh, even superficially, on the meaning of that, so I'll, I'll do that for him, for, okay. for it. Uh, the mortgage actually means dead hand, and that came from a report. I'll have to dig that out. I have the report title me- uh, memorized. Uh, it's from the Georgetown Law School Review Journal. Uh, entitled The Shitar or Shitar, S-H-E-T-A-R, Shitar's Effect on English Law. The law of the Jews becomes the law of the land. This is Professor Shapiro. And it, it does a historic review of the present uh, legal system, monetary system. And I have a report from a retired law school professor that goes into the specifics, and I'll review it quickly. Uh, The Federal Reserve policies and procedures and generally accepted accounting principles that are imposed upon all federally insured FDIC banks, Title 12 of the United States Code, Section 1831NA, prohibits banks lending their own currency from their own assets and those of their client depositors. So, right, and that's kind of backing up what has been said on this show before, where if you go and you're getting a loan from the bank, you're actually creating the credit with your signature. Okay, let me explain uh, why it's fraud and why it's extortion. Uh, The contract, the promissory note that you sign on the dotted line, and you need a magnifying glass of about four power to see the dotted line, which spells authorized signature. It's, does that, it say that on a loan uh, application, or is that uh, just on the on promissory a... note? Not on the loan application, but on the promissory note. I see. Sign which is converted into a negotiable instrument by the bank and becomes an asset in the bank's accounting records. So the signature, one's autograph, becomes an authorized signature by the the magic of the Uniform Commercial Code, which authorizes the creation of non-legal tender currency, which the banks can engage in uh, loaning. However, the contracting borrower uh, creates those funds, the non-legal tender currency. Well, now, why are you saying it's non-legal tender? I thought debt uh, Federal Reserve notes were essentially legal tender. They are. However, the bank doesn't give you Federal Reserve promissory notes. They give you a bank draft. Well, yeah, but I could take... Well, okay, I see where you're coming from on that. Okay, now let me finish. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Okay, so that's UCC 
sections 1201, paragraph 24, and 3-1. Yeah, I don't think anybody really is going to go okay, fine. look that up. All right, now, the promissory note is, is recorded as an asset and sold by the bank for cash uh, without any valuable consideration given to the promissory note that the contracting borrower creates. Well, okay. there's valuable consideration. Most banks will let you tra- tra- trade that promissory note for uh, Federal Reserve notes. Um, no, what they all right? They they sell they sell the negotiable instrument asset to an investor, and the profit that they gain from that uh, security they sell to an investor is never shared with the contracting borrower who actually creates it. All right, so the borrower is creating the money uh, from the thin air, authorizing the creation of this uh, well, this not debt thin money. air. It's, it's a document, a legal document called a promissory note. Right, right. I see where I see where you're coming from, but it's it's you not know, real. Say, like it's not real money, uh, so it's coming out of nowhere. Except for your, it's your extortion is because they then they then assess principal and interest uh, against the. Contracting borrower. So the contracting borrower is the source of the funds, which the bank simply exchanges for another form of non-legal tender currency. It's and an amazingly. They, it sounds so confusing when you hear about it, and even though I've heard it a, a few times now, it's still hard for me to to wrap my head around. Uh, there's a really great movie on Google Video that people can go and watch. That you know, if you if you're seeing this with pictures and graphics, it makes it a little bit easier to uh, to comprehend. I believe the movie is called Money Is Debt. Or debt is money. It's it's one or the other, and it kind of explains this whole idea. So what you're pointing out, let me see if I've understood you correctly. What you're pointing out is when the when you go into the bank and they put this promissory note in front of you and you sign it, uh, that essentially authorizes the the creation of this new debt money, this you know new money in, into the system, and then you know they'll go and they'll give you know, you'll get the house in return for that or the car or whatever it is that you were going to buy with it. And then you have to pay, according to their agreement, uh, and what you're calling fraud, is that you're paying back not only the money that you already created with your signature, but you're also paying back interest on top of that. So essentially, am I following correctly? Yeah, the bank, uh, the bookkeeping entries of the bank, and they even have a publication, bank's publication, uh, that states this, that uh, borrower's own loan agreement funds the loan to the borrower. And then the reason it's it's actually fraud and extortion because banks being corporations just like the municipal corporations from federal local are are such they come under corporate trust law and corporate trust law means full disclosure and good faith meaning no deliberate nor inadvertent concealment of any of the applicable facts. Okay. Well, they've definitely been concealing that one. I mean, that's not that's certainly not made clear when you're looking at your loan paperwork. So I'm, right. I, I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and then valuable consideration is never provided, okay, for the use of your property which you create. The promissory note that they violate that, and they don't have clean hands. So it, they violate all four legally binding principles of corporate trust law relative to contract. So what I mean, what are you suggesting here? Are you suggesting people could somehow get out of their mortgages as a result they get of this? It. Yep, yep, yep. What it, it's it's called discharge. They have a choice. The bank, the bank has a choice: either discharge this fraudulent debt obligation, or I'm going to prosecute you for violating corporate trust law principles 
uh, racketeering, conspiracy to defraud and extort. Now, has anybody actually been able to pull this off? It's an interesting concept, but it sounds like it's just going to get you into some deep, uh, deep S. <laughs> well, I'm I'm organizing a think tank in my neighborhood area where I used to be a precinct delegate, believe it or not, in the Republican Party until I discovered I was not uh, a member, nor was I invited into the elite inner circle, so it didn't matter what I said. So there is a guy, Bob Plimpton, whose family dates back to 1627. you got to wrap talk- this up in 30 seconds. Go. Okay, Bob Plimpton, P-L-I-M-P-T-O-N.com. Uh, you were born free, now you can live free. The greatest how-to book of the 21st century. It's all free at his website. It's all very interesting. It sounds dangerous to me. I thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. I mean, I paid off uh, my mortgage on my own, uh, so I don't know if I like the idea of going and getting... Not too many people do that. I don't don't know if I like the idea of going and getting getting essentially this money from the bank, buying a house, and then all of a sudden doing some magical paperwork that allows you to keep the house. What about the guys that built the house? Do they still get paid? That's what's all very confusing to me. I mean, you've somebody's got to get paid very confu- for their effort. It's all very confusing, but it does appear that though banks, you know, are creating your money, you know, creating the money they loan you. That's all air. true. It's just whether or not you want to try to get out of those obligations. I don't know. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We had an interesting offer this week uh, come in. From Adam in New York City. He wanted to encourage more people to amp up throughout the week, and I have some numbers to report, which are pretty impressive, I must say. Adam had called on Monday night to say that anybody that signed up for the Free Talk Live AMP program during this week, anybody that was willing to pony up three bucks a month via PayPal or any major credit card or some alternative options, uh, pony up three bucks a month to to this AMP program, advertise, market, and promote to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country and uh, get new Internet listeners on board with the program and more. And get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in uh, call lines, chat room, forum, etc. You can get all those details at amp.freetalklive.com. Well, anybody, anyway, Adam said that he would give, he would up his AMP. Essentially, he would create a new amp. He would cancel his amp and create a new amp for whatever the amount was, the total amount that came in brand new. So nobody that has, I guess, nobody that was an amplifier could reamp and and be counted. Brand new amplifiers this week uh, were were counted, and whatever that total amount was, Adam is going to make that his new monthly amp. And I said, Adam, you better be careful, man. You're kind of crazy here. This could be a lot of money. It, it could be. Uh, I mean, and, and I must say, it's a pretty significant amount. So we've got the numbers in here. We had 13 regular $3 a month amplifiers sign up. And now, this isn't even a full week. It started Monday night. So Monday night was when he called in to announce this. So it was from Monday night to now, basically. So that's not even a full week. That's more like three and a half days, maybe. So I ran all the numbers this week or this uh, this afternoon. It took me basically all afternoon because there were so many signups. We had 13 brand new $3 a month amplifiers. We had nine brand new nine excuse me $5 a month silver amplifiers. No golds, but three $25 a month platinum 
amplifiers signed up. That's a total of $159. That's what Adam is going to have to, according to his agreement, he's going to have to sign up for a $159 a month amp, which makes him our second most, uh, that will make him our second most expensive amp, I believe. I don't have the list of amplifiers in front of me at the moment, but pretty significant. That's a total of 25 new amplifiers in four and a half days or four, four days time. Heck of a lot more days. than a regular week. I would say so, yeah. I'd say maybe we get five in a regular week or maybe sometimes ten. It varies between five, ten, fifteen. So far more than double what our normal normal take is, all because... Adam's going to be uh, paying an amp more than I pay in my power bill, I can tell you that. It's pretty significant, and I really appreciate him stepping up. Also, we had a gentleman uh, who also offered to up his amp by the total number of amplifiers that came on board this week. So he'll be upping his amp from $10 a month to $35 a month as a result of this because of the the 25 new amps. So very cool. Thank you to those generous uh, individuals who, without them... Some of these guys would not have been motivated to uh, to join up. They said they said it was Adam in uh, New York that really convinced them to finally get around to doing it. I mean, many of them had considered doing it, but they just hadn't gotten to it. Oh, I, so, I know that's what it is. Yeah, it, it gave them that extra motivation, the extra inspiration that they were looking for. And so it's still not – well, I mean, it's too late for you to take advantage of uh, Adam's offer, but still not too late for you to AMP. You can always do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. Com. So I wanted to get that information out because some people were very curious about what the results were. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Tom is on the line in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Yeah, you ever notice that the price of gasoline is dropping like crazy just before the election? Yeah. Isn't funny. that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, in 2006, the same thing happened, and really? it bottomed out just two weeks before the election. Interesting. And it almost worked. They almost kept... Republican control of the U.S. Senate. They narrowly lost in both Montana and Virginia, and had they won in either state, uh, then they would have kept Republican control. The oil companies are very interested in keeping this war for oil in Iraq going. And so that's why they're dropping the price. Uh, Down in the Dominican Republic, gasoline was a lot more expensive and was also more expensive than diesel in the Dominican Republic. Hmm. But here, of course, diesel is considerably more expensive than gasoline because uh, it's the price of gasoline that dictates uh, who people are going to be voting for. You think? Now, I think the economy uh, in general, I, I, I think they're a lot worse off than, uh, than they might have. Uh, it's a lot worse than gasoline for the Republicans this year. You really believe that people are driving down the road, pulling into the gas station and saying to themselves, well, those Republicans are not too bad after all. Look at that. It's two ninety nine today. I don't think well, so. Well, you're talking about morons who are going to be influenced by campaign signs that they see when they're driving down the roads, and they figure that must be the name that they're supposed to vote for. Do people really get influenced Look, by campaign signs? Julia and I have been discussing I, this. I happen to know that they have because, well, I got elected uh, largely because I, when I got elected in 2000, it's because I had my campaign signs up in some very visible locations, and then I spent Election Day smiling and waving to a bunch of morons who'll vote for anybody who smiles and waves to them. But anyway, what I want to point out... Wait a minute, thing. Tom. You can't, I can't let you get away with it. How can, you de- how can you determine that the reason you won was because you had some strategically placed signs and you stood outside of the, the voting booths? Because uh, they uh, found out afterwards... Uh, that I support liberty and think logically, and I, I read about all these people who are furious. But uh, one thing I want to point out also about the Republican Party convention evidence. that uh, I went to is that, uh, you know, if more people had uh, gone ahead in, here in New Hampshire and uh, 
gotten delegate, more Ron Paul supporters. See, what they could have done was uh, blocked the election, the nomination of four Republican hand-picked uh, nominees for to the Electoral College. And instead of having four McCain supporters be the ones that will be the electors if McCain wins in New Hampshire, we could have had four Ron Paul supporters be the electors if McCain wins in New Hampshire. Now, and how then, could of they have they done that? Write, how, you're saying that's something the local activists could have done? If they have gotten involved in the Republic, local Republican Party. The well, state aren't they? they? I no, thought no, they the were. Republican Party, the Republican Convention actually votes whether to nominate those four Wait, is this the national? I'm sorry, I missed a point. Is this the national convention or a New Hampshire no, the, convention? The, state, the, the New Hampshire Republican State Convention that I went to. Well, what's going on with uh, all those free staters? I thought a whole bunch of those free staters are Republicans. Why aren't they out there doing that stuff, Tom? Why aren't well, they listening to you? Well, uh, they should have uh, they should. organized a little better and uh, blocked the nomination of the four McCain supporters to be the electoral college nominees for Maybe next the time. Republicans. And yeah, well, that's that's just it. We've got to learn from that and also uh, be, be ready to do that next time. One bold thing that did happen was that some delegates uh, blocked the adoption of a Republican big shot uh, authored a uh, new Republican Party platform that was put together by the Republican Party brass and they said, no, we're not going to adopt that platform because well, it doesn't good. have as much about liberty in it. Good we're deal. going to keep the old Republican Party platform. Uh, you know, Tom, then, I'm glad you're keeping an eye on things. I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there that are sort of in the political realm appreciate hearing from you, and I thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. I'm surprised, Mark. I, I mean, I was under the impression that a lot of these free staters are kind of former conservative dudes coming in here, getting involved in the Republican Party. Like, why aren't they going to the are, convention? But, but, I, I think some of them are, and I, I just, you know, there's just not enough of them. It's not organized. I guess not. All right, there you go. Well, Tom says you need to get, you know, get involved. So for those of you that are interested in that, go to it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to John, listening in Austin, Texas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, I just got a question. I'm trying to figure out what is the, uh, what's going on with the gold and commodities market, because I don't understand why gold is just sitting at 900, and I'm looking at everything else, and... Then I go to a website in Argentina, they can't even get gold, and they're having riots and everything in that country, and I'm just sort of um, don't understand how well, they're I don't know. I'm no here. expert on uh, yeah, you know, the spot price. I can't tell you. I'm a little confused. Um, I, but didn't Ted tell us, uh, Ted from Midas Resources, uh, tell us a, a little while back, Mark, when we had an interview uh, after the podcast, uh, or during the po- at the end of the podcast, anyway, didn't Ted tell us that gold was getting really hard to get? It's, it's getting more scarce, and I don't understand, uh, you know, like, it's like... Currently, the the coins themselves are the, their their price is becoming more uh, you know it, it's becoming farther and farther uh, disparate from the uh, you know the the spot price and I I don't know I can't silver's down below ten dollars now right the, the spot price yeah. is, is somewhere in that vicinity right so I don't know uh, I'm no financial expert it's a good question and if somebody out there is kind of on top of the ball on this I'd love to have them call to answer it for you uh, any other okay. thoughts. Uh, no. Thanks, Thank John. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Maybe you've got an answer for John. I mean, I don't have the, you know, again, I don't have the financial acumen. I, I've never really done that sort of digging. I mean, I know that historically gold has sort of kept up with inflation. It is held to help people hold their value. Is it possible that it just doesn't follow right along with it, that maybe, maybe down the line a couple months it'll rise up? 
Maybe, maybe it trails things. Maybe it trails the uh, the economy a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Is there some sort of manipulation going on? That's a possibility too. Uh, I know Wayne has told us about this plunge protection team. Maybe they're out there doing stuff behind the scenes to prop or, or keep the price of gold down. I don't know. Hour two's coming up. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching in hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Mark, you told me before we started the show that you had a visionary dream last night. And it encouraged you to uh, wanting to take me to task on the issue of government police versus, I guess, market police. We'll get to that, but first, your calls. Matt is on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Do you have your uh, zombie prevention plan in place? I don't know. I, you know, I've I've always got fire handy. <laughs> okay, because because according to my sources. And I actually sent a, a fax down to Paula today <laughs> um, to tell her this. Um, but according to my sources, we're going to be uh, invaded by zombies real soon. It's uh, coming. How did you, how'd you find that out? Well, um, you know, I got, I got my sources, too. And uh, it's was, my understanding. Wasn't the power hour, was it? Um, uh, it could have been. I, I don't know. I was just going through my emails, and I found this really strange email. And uh, it's going to happen on November 4th, and there's going to be all kinds of them out there. They call themselves Democrats and Republicans. Voting zombies. (laughs) They're going to be going to polls to vote for which zombie they want to lead us. That's cute. That is cute. You must have heard the uh, the audio clip we had last night. Did you hear that, Matt? Uh, I I hear that audio clip all the time about the zombies. No, no, it's it's about, well, they actually interviewed some of the zombies on the street, and they told them that... Uh, they told the zombies that one of their zombie candidates, uh, they they basically positioned one of the candidates with the exact same position of the other candidates. They switched the positions, which uh, I didn't think there was that much of a difference. But apparently they did switch the positions on a couple of the issues, and they managed to get the zombies to agree with them, or to agree with the policies of the other candidate, because they thought it was their favorite zombie candidate. And then at the very end, they actually – it was brilliant because at the very end, they switched uh, – they really switched it up on them. They said, uh, like, uh, well, well, 
they basically brought in the other vice presidential candidate and asked if you'd feel good about the other VP getting elected, or the other zombie VP getting elected when they were electing the original zombie they thought they were electing. And so they had no idea even what the VP's names were. These but you have no were, idea. I think I'm lost at this yeah. point. I'm yeah. sorry. I was, I was trying to keep the zombie theme, and it, it didn't work out. <laughs> As a, ma- as a matter of fact, I did hear that clip um, that was on the uh, Howard Stern show. Yeah, it was crazy, isn't it? That, and yes, that was nuts. And that that is uh, quite does make you think uh, about zombies quite a bit. I was actually um, last night. I was actually at the bar with a bunch of zombies, uh, and uh, <laughs> this discussion kind of came up. Except it wasn't um, wasn't quite about zombies. It was about uh, Republicans and Democrats and who was better and why. And I, of course, take the position that they are both crooked and that neither one of them deserves any kind of zombie voting for them. Do you, do you, and, do you find that people agree with you when you say, look, they're politicians, they're crooked, every last one of them? Do you find that people say, yeah, but we have to vote for one? But they, do they want to vote anyway? Like yes, but, yes exactly. but I like the Republicans. Exactly I like happened. the lies the Republicans tell me better or the Democrats tell me better. That's exactly what happens. And again, it makes you think of zombies. And so here these zombies are coming out, and they're going to march to the polls on November 4th. <laughs> it's a nice vision. I thank you, Matt, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. I don't know which one I like more. Do I like the zombie vision or Gene the Christian Anarchist cult member uh, mentality? I, I like them both. I don't know. I can't decide. All right, 800-259-9231. Mark, you had a dream last night. Well, I I don't know. I got woke up from a vivid dream. But, however, I did get uh, kind of stuck on the idea of uh, of some some reasons why uh, free market police and free market roads that you've talked about so often here, like we don't need government. And these are these are kind of the, the final rivets. That you, that one might pull from uh, the the government spaceship. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some of the last. These are things the things that, that people believe government is necessary for. Right. Yeah. So if one was going to move from, say, a believing government paradigm to one like y- you you have there, a free market voluntarist consensual right, it, paradigm, it's not just psychedelic drugs. You actually have to move through, um, you know, some logical steps. And somehow or another, <laughs> you've gone from the idea that uh, you know we can do without police and do um, uh, do do without uh, you know government, government police, police. police and government roads. Yeah, and so I, it's it's not the it's it's not the people down the middle that one has to worry about in this particular instance. You know, in a world without in your world without government and uh, with these sort of uh, reputation ratings that you've used. I like the reputation rating idea. Yeah, I, I and and by the way, I've heard the rhetoric. I, I know the spiel. I don't know what the world's going to be like with the free market, uh, such and such. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I can't envision it. I can only give you a couple of ideas. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've heard, okay. I've heard it all before. However, you are one of the preeminent uh, espousers in the world of this. Uh, Me? Well, you're, Little you're, on, me? you're on the radio um, of this idea, this paradigm, and so therefore you have to be be prepared to combat, uh, you know, certain uh, scenarios. Okay. And callers, I'm sure they'll don't, be ludicrous. Go ahead. Callers don't get the chance to, you know, really interact on this. They they they'll bring up a scenario. Usually, it's a ludicrous one, and um, you know, that's you brought up some ludicrous ones in the past. Are you telling me these aren't ludicrous? They're not. All right. Okay. Let's have it. Um. So in a free market, let, let's go for police uh, first. Because and, roads and sort of are really easy. Justice and uh, you know compensation, that kind of thing. All right. Um, first off, I'd like to ask you a question. The if I damage someone's property for a hundred thousand dollars accidentally, 
um, you know, God knows how, just accidentally. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to wreck you into... You burned somebody's house down. I did, yeah, I didn't mean to wreck into your, uh, you know, Rolls-Royce uh, shadow phantom thing. Okay. Or I intentionally steal $100. Which one's more morally wrong? If you accidentally burn somebody's house down or you intentionally steal hundred, I would say the intention. Okay. Um, now, in, in a free market world, would there be any punishment for the intention? Would there be punishment for having intent to hurt somebody? For stealing. That's a good question. I can't answer that. So I guess likely, it would depend on what the market likely decided. Likely no. I mean, you know, you and I have asked, you know, talked about it before, and you've sort of said, well, what difference does it make to me in the past? I think as long as the victim is uh, made whole again and and then some. So if you stole a hundred dollars, the victim should have a hundred dollars plus X for all their time and their hassle or whatever. But don't the you cost think that the victim should have a hundred thousand times X, or you know, um, you know, multiplying times X for their time and hassle of not having an house, um, having to rebuild the house, have to construct, the, uh, you know, oh, supervise the construction, the time without a house, the hotel rental. Sure, and I, I think that victim would have uh, home insurance that would call, call, solve that problem, and then the, the insurer would have to take that, uh, the criminal to court. They might. Or to arbitration. Or they might have home it. insurance. They might not. I, well, then that's a risk you take as a homeowner. If you don't want to have home insurance that, or house or fire insurance or whatever kind of insurance you want to call it, now, then you're taking a risk. And that's what life's all about is taking risks. Absolutely. So, Life is, is, is wrought with I risks. I have insurance on my home because I don't never know when a tree is going to fall on it or something. what would happen in the scenario where I do burn someone's house down? And Intentionally or accidentally? Accidentally. Um, and I am uh, you know, responsible for paying. How, how does that work in your world? Well, you know, I'm, that's a good question. Uh, again, I, it would be the insurance company that would decide whether or not they wanted to take you to, uh, to arbitration okay. on that. And I don't have an answer for you. I don't know exactly how that would work. I mean, if, well, if that was something you that... You need to have answers on these. This is, this, well, accidents happen every single I, day. I can't imagine that... We're not talking about somebody accident, getting boxed in by some madman right. building roads around their house. If it's just an accident, then I don't see why that person would be necessarily liable. I don't know what all the details are surrounding it. I mean, if it, is it an accident where somebody was playing with fire on the front porch and they accidentally allowed the fire to catch to the house? No. Or was it an accident where something... I'll give you a scenario. Something that happened... Somebody uh, knocked over a candle or something. Uh, some, something that happened uh, sort of in, uh, you know, t- to somebody I know. They uh, they were doing door-to-door sales. Mm-hmm. They uh, went to somebody's garage door because the garage door was open. The front door was covered in stuff. There was stuff in the way of the front door. So they okay. went. They pushed the doorbell thing that was right next to the door. It's not a doorbell. It's the garage door opener. The garage door goes down, flips the barbecue over, and wow. let's say the propane tank, yeah. uh, you know, older pro- propane right. tank, the top gets knocked off of it, and boom! Whole half the house gets blown up. Yeah. Some kid gets hurt. They get hurt. They're in the garage with it. I'd say the insurance company would investigate that situation, determine what the circumstances were, and if it was an accident, if it really was an accident, they'd pay out the policy, and that would be it. You don't think they'd hold the party responsible because on the road, was if it you an have accident? accident? If you have an accident on the road, the guy who rear-ended me, it wasn't his fault, but he sure has to pay. He doesn't. The insurance company the pays. Insur- who his think, rates who do you go up. Who do you think pays the insurance company? He didn't have insurance. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and the features include the wiki over 
1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT administrators admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. Okay, so let me see if I can recap this, and we're going to break down after we finish this one little scenario, and we're going to go to a call. But I know you've got more. You've got the roads and other cop stuff to talk about. But uh, you were trying to... The the thing is, is often you'll espouse these uh, these views of uh, uh, a a lawless society that's going to operate perfectly. No, no, not lawless. Uh, I like the idea of private law. Whatever. Um, no this, government laws. No uh, government governmentless. Uh, you know, yeah. an evil bureaucratless society where everyone functions at uh, highly optimum states of the market, and you you don't get. I, I can't call you on it because these conversations take a long time. Right. So your first one was, what about an accident where somebody accidentally burns down somebody's house? And you said that somebody in that uh, scenario didn't have insurance. Was it the homeowner that didn't have the insurance? Well, in a free society, yeah. um, it doesn't really matter who doesn't have insurance. But let's say that the, uh, the, the the guy doing it, the perpetrator, does not have insurance. Okay, well, the homeowner has insurance. Fine. Then he's good. He's good to go, right? You've got insurance. The, ins- Somebody- the insurance company is not. The insurance company is not what? The insurance company is not good to go. Oh, the insurance company is out some money. That's that's true, but that's what the insurance not game out is all about. Money. Right. They're They've got a guy who's on the hook for some money. He's liable. In today's society, are you not liable? I, for instance, a guy hit me in the rear end one time. He had no insurance. Yeah. He was liable to the insurance company for that uh, for the for the costs of repairing the car. And I can see how that would be the case, Mark. I can absolutely see that. I don't know what exactly the marketplace and various different arbitrators would end up deciding. I can't predict what the marketplace would decide is is appropriate. There, you're suggesting that that person should be liable. I don't know if I necessarily agree. If somebody makes a mistake that results in destruction, that's the purpose of having insurance is to one of the purposes of having insurance is to protect you from accidents that inevitably do happen so the person that owns the home in that case would be uh, taken care of and the insurance company knows that when it gets into the insurance business it's going to have to pay out on some accidents when stuff goes wrong that's the purpose of that's what the whole part of insurance is you collect money incentivizing people not to have insurance for mistakes that they make no one's going to get offer insurance in your world what Look, man, if I don't, I, I'm sure that if, talking I, about? if I have houses some... don't burn down every day. So uh, if you're paying for fire insurance, then the insurance company is raking it in from ninety nine point nine nine percent of the houses every single month. If one house goes up in flames, they can easily cover those costs. That's what insurance is all about. You take in more than you send out. Let's go with the scenario of the cars. Do you want people incentivized not to cover their, um, the people they hit with insurance? Do I want people incentivized not to cover? Okay, the guy had no freaking insurance, Ian. He hit my car. So you have insurance, don't you? I'm covered. You are covered when it comes to uninsured drivers, right? Correct. So you're okay. Excellent. Now, because I'm okay and the guy who hit me is okay, he doesn't have to do anything because this is a mistake, man. I've decided I don't want to pay for insurance that covers me hitting someone else. I only have insurance that covers me and, in, uh, and yeah. uninsured drivers. And everyone else decides, why am I paying for this? Then insurance companies stop insuring people. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's even realistic. I'm, you don't I'm, know if that's realistic, Ian. I, I mean, you don't, come on. You've got a real good grasp of economics. You understand that this scenario cannot work. That the whole system has just crashed. Anarchy. Bang, well, the crash. insurance companies may require you, if you're going to uh, to purchase insurance from uninsured drivers, they may require that you purchase insurance in other areas in order to do business. They, do you want to protect yourself? Do you want to protect your assets? Of course you do. So you're going to buy the insurance. So, so then uh, some other, um, you know, uh, other insurance companies. Let's see. Um, Why don't you think about it? Let's go to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Gentlemen, what's on your mind tonight, sir? Speaking of uh, economics and crashes. Uh, did you see the union leader article where they're reporting on the Forbes magazine article about recession-proof communities? No. I did hear something about this. Do tell. I don't have the uh, – I, I saw it in the paper and I left it at work, so I don't have it in front of me. But basically, it was the Forbes magazine reporting on places that are least vulnerable to recession based on local economy. Um, uh, education, uh, uh, diverse uh, economic uh, structure. Of course, they all have something big, like either a college or a government or something like that. Also, to keep you know something that is not going to falter, that will keep other things going. But the interesting thing is, New Hampshire again makes it to the top of some of these lists. Hmm. Okay. And I don't remember the places. I mean, I don't remember the positions in the top ten. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, Lebanon, New Hampshire was up number one or two or something like that. No, wait, is this out of uh, the whole country or just out of New Hampshire? I'm sorry. Out of the whole country. Wow. Now, the fun part of this all, by the way, is this is great news for people. You know, everybody that's come, thinking of coming to New Hampshire, they're always concerned about the economy, mm-hmm. as anybody would you know, be naturally. Um. The fun part is for uh, market-based activists and political-type activists, uh, further down the list, I think somewhere around number three, is a little town or city called Keene, New Hampshire. Hmm, That's pretty amazing. And so that's great for market-based activists who might be thinking they want an economy that's... uh, you know, looking like it's going to be a little bit safer to go to. Well, and I, then there's another little place. The thing about Keynes' economy is I haven't seen it. I, I, you know, honestly, people are talking about how th- bad things are. It doesn't seem that way here. Well, this Forbes magazine is saying it's recession-proof or at wow. least, l- least vulnerable. And then for the political types that like to uh, come and hang around, guess what? There's a good place for them, too, and it's kind of uh, it's right nice for their location. A place called Concord. How about that? Can you imagine? I, I can't really. I'm shocked 10. at this. I really am shocked because Keene's property taxes are so incredibly extreme. It's hard to believe that uh, that all the other factors could really be so uh, so great. But hey, I'll take the expert's word. I think well, that's fantastic. I just, thought, I just thought that you know New Hampshire just keeps coming to the top of the list sure time does. and time again. Whether it's where to raise a child that's best for that or i don't know all, all it's a, it's one of the healthiest states uh it's certainly one of the it's probably the freest it's uh or some might argue alaska but 
It's definitely up there, and the economy's the best in the Northeast. There's so much good to say about New Hampshire. And you know, John, it's only going to keep getting better. I mean, as uh, more free staters move in, as more New Hampshire liberty activists get activated and people get active and start doing things, both, as you say, inside uh, the system as well as in the marketplace, we're going to just see those numbers keep getting better. We're going to see more New Hampshire towns and cities popping up on these lists. And it's just going to keep getting better because this is where all the best activists are coming to. I'm glad you pointed that out. We're just warming up. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for the call. Sir, appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I know Mark's just warming up on his scenarios, which, of course, are, I don't know, pretty ludicrous. They are not ludicrous. Yeah, There's nothing are. ludicrous about what I've talked about. The idea that insurance companies are going to go out of business in the free market. More the, the on the idea way. There's not a free market. You take control. Bring. I thought we were talking about a free market situation. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And those features, by the way, include the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Going back for an entire year... All for free for you at freetalklive.com. And want to invite you to join us at the upcoming New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We have been uh, in attendance at the last two of two. This will be the third. It will be the 2009 Liberty Forum happening in March. And it's early March. I think it's like the first weekend in March. It's going to be happening in uh, beautiful Nashua, New Hampshire at the, I think it was called the Crown Plaza Hotel. It's going to be there again. We had such a palatial studio last time. I'm hoping we'll have that again. I believe that we will. Uh, Free Talk Live broadcasting live for the entire Liberty Forum. You'll hear us there. I believe it's three nights, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If I'm not mistaken, I, I don't think – it was three nights last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be there, and we're, we're going to be broadcasting three live. Three days. But we are not the highlight of the Liberty Forum. We are just a, a sidelight at best. The highlight, of course, is getting to meet hundreds of people that are like you, that believe in liberty and, and are, are into freedom. And you don't have to start at the beginning when you're, with your conversations with these people. You can have some really productive uh, brainstorming kind of conversations and wonderful social opportunities, networking. Plus, you get to meet some liberty-oriented luminaries like John Taylor Gatto, uh, Richard Heller from the much famous or infamous D.C. versus Heller gun ban case from earlier this year. Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, uh, Anthony Gregory from LewRockwell.com, even David Berglund will be there, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate and author. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more speakers to be announced, and there's a lot more fun that's uh, going to be coming up here that we'll be able to tell you about. We'll, of course, end up telling you about some of the, uh, the events that are going to be going on. I, I hear a rumor that we're going to be able to host... One of those panels, Mark. I'm kind of excited about that. That should be fun. I'm going to grill them. So uh, looking forward to it. You want to get in on this? Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get signed up. Get all the details there and use this discount code to save yourself 10%. 2009 FTL. That's 2009 FTL. Again, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue the discussion here, Mark, uh, you are trying to fearmonger about the free marketplace 
and you're coming up with scenarios about how you believe that uh, the insurance companies are just going to go out of business, and uh, you know the fact no, is, I, uh, you're, you're setting up scenarios where insurance companies can't, wouldn't want to be in business. Look, I'm not the one running the insurance companies, and I can't tell you how exactly things are going to end up playing out Understood. because there are factors that you aren't taking into consideration. Uh, one of the main factors you were talking about audio, auto insurance earlier. You're t- uh, you're not taking into consideration the fact that auto insurance is incredibly expensive today because of government regulations. Uh, also. So how do we know how the road ownership situation will factor into all of this? That's a completely new variable that we can't even barely begin to scratch the surface of how exactly it'll all play out. If if the roads aren't owned by governments and are instead owned by private groups or individuals or businesses or whatever, how will that play out? What will they require as far as insurance coverage for people that are utilizing their roads or not? So all of these things are questions that remain to be answered because we haven't come to those bridges yet. So with that in mind, we continue. Well, at that point, uh, road ownership, you're, you're, you're essentially talking about, uh, you know, government anyway. Um, you know, if, if the road owners uh, take, you know, one sort of uh, speed pass kind of situation to be able to get on and pay uh, their tolls, and uh, you're, you're essentially turning over governing of the roads to speed pass or the road owners. So, I mean, you're, you're trading one government organization for another. However, and a, it's a government organization you have less control over. I mean, if you've got to take a route to work, you've got to take that route to work. If the road owner of Route 12 or whatever here in New Hampshire, you know, somebody who lives lives down that road, they don't have a choice. They've got to take that road. So they, they'd have to deal with those that governing body. You're not really giving people a choice in the marketplace uh, when, by eliminating government, as you say. However, um, so you don't foresee people becoming indebted to other people? In regards to what? In a free market. For what? Well, I, yeah, you could be. I could go. You could be in debt to me for things. I could be in debt to you for things. We we have the freedom to contract, and so that implies the idea that you could go into debt for something. Sure. So um, let's uh, in, instead of some accidental scenario, which uh, which I think uh, likely insurance companies are never going to give up going after somebody who who you know okay, as, fine. Negligent as I said, it fault. all depends on what the uh, arbitrators end up deciding. But whatever the experts say, I'm no expert. And, How and, do I know? And and uh, to me, you know, by having uh, by having a scenario where insurance companies can go after people who are at fault, um, you're going to create an entire subclass of people who are chased around for money, um, are going to have poor reputation ratings, are going to you know they're going to live in the periphery of society. People are going to you know. Uh, why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Because they have poor rep- reputation ratings. Because you don't they believe don't. there will be ways for people with poor reputation to fix their reputation? Um, don't you think that would be in demand, Mark? If you have poor reputation and that's affecting your lifestyle and affecting the things you want to do in life, don't you think you'd want to go sort of like how people try to fix their credit ratings today? People would want to fix their reputation ratings. And it wouldn't be hard to fix your reputation rating. You just have to start doing things right, you know, showing up to work on time and you know, paying your bills on time and stuff like that. I might not want to hire people with poor reputation ratings to work for me. Some people do. Some people are willing to uh, hire people right out of uh, prisons. And, you know, you you know certainly well, Mark, that uh, guys getting out of prison have a tough time finding jobs. But there are people out there that are willing to give them those 
those chances to make good for themselves. So there are people out there. I, I you know, I haven't met too many you of them. You ruin your reputation. It's not going to be an easy road getting back. So most people aren't going to want to ruin their reputations. They'll be raised by their parents to understand that. Look, Johnny, you want to make sure you protect your reputation. You like so. the idea of, of uh, you know, walking around in, in the world with your reputation quite possibly. You know, I mean, your reputation could be ruined by an accident and uh, you know a swoop. I don't see why uh, an accident would ruin someone's reputation. It was an accident. They can't pay. I understand where you're coming from on that, Mark. I can't say exactly what arbitrators would decide in regards to various different accidents. I'm sure they would consider each one based on the various different merits of the situation and decide as is necessary and decide what the marketplace would would bear. You know, to me, it's fair that somebody pays for something they break. I agree with you. Okay. Generally. As an arbitrator, I'm probably going to say, look, you broke this crap. You're responsible for paying for it. I see where you're coming you from. You broke on that. the house. So maybe we'll you have accident insurance. You drove your boat insurance. into a bridge pylon and maybe knocked we'll it have, down and killed yeah. 15 people. Maybe we'll have accidental insurance or something like that. Who knows what, what sort of interesting things What if they can't afford the up. insurance? What if they let why would it lapse? They, why would it be so hard to afford these insurances, Mark? You're lo- talking about an area where government is no longer regulating the industry. There would be an so unlimited be amount free. of competition. No, I didn't say that. There would be an unlimited amount of competition. And considering that accidents don't happen that often, again, we're talking about the way insurance works. Insurance makes money on volatility. Uh, volume of people not getting into trouble and not having problems, and when the occasional problem comes up, that's what they're there for. I don't really understand why you think that costs will be so high. I'm not saying they're so high. I'm uh, no matter what the costs are, Ian. Somebody can't afford it. Somebody's you know living pay. People are going to still. There's going to be a good contingent of people out there that still live paycheck to paycheck. They're going to okay. work less. That's their problem. Right. And we have those people here today. So what's yes, your point? Th- those people can't afford insurance sometimes. Okay. Now they have the opportunity to file bankruptcy and get out of the problems. Uh, creditors won't Which chase after them because we don't have debtors' prisons. I'll bet you in a free market world, you'll have debtors' prisons. Good. We should. See, now you're creating. Now, now, what if I decide I don't want to go to one of your debtors' prisons? Don't get into a contract where you'd have to go into a debtors' prison. Oh, now it has to be a contract. It couldn't be. Um, you know, you, you, you don't have implied contracts where you blow up my effing house and you have to pay for it. I don't know, Mark. I'm not sure how all that would play out. I don't know exactly how the marketplace would work I've those heard, I've situations. Heard, I've heard that. I've, I've heard those platitudes right. before. I don't know why you expect me to be this all in you know encompassing compendium of knowledge on these things. Well, I, I, what I'm telling you is that. In a free market, I don't You're think you, de- you, get, you need police. You need um, to be able to enforce laws because you can't do it without force. Uh huh. And what are you getting at exactly? I mean, if you're in a contract with somebody, then you can have whatever sort of enforcement you provisions you want in those. Um, okay. And as far as your debtors' prisons, maybe you would have to actually be in a contract in order to go to a debtors' prison. I don't know. People don't like the, uh, pe- people don't like the idea of debtors' prisons. Then I don't sign a contract where the debtors' prison is the uh, is the punishment. I I feel like you're responsible. Um, you know, somebody who comes destroys my property is just as responsible as somebody who kind of signed a contract with me. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, that's what I'm not sure about, Mark. I don't know if you should be responsible for an accident that you didn't intend. I'd love to hear somebody else's thoughts on this. 800-259-9231. I know Julia's sitting here, so we'll see what she thinks here in a few moments. 1-800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring out anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whatever it is you buy, even if it's used. 41 categories in which to shop, lots of uh, choices, the brand names you trust, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Get your shopping done and feel good because the percentage goes to us if you go to amazon.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here, we're going to jump into the phone calls. uh, But first, we were talking about the idea of, just a recap, talking about the idea of, well, what will happen in a free market situation where accidents will occur? Should the people that I think one of the the big disagreement points here, Mark, so far has been uh, what if somebody has an accident that results in some damage, whether it be on the road or to somebody's home or you know, another person or whatever. We mentioned boats and bridges, too. What if somebody has an accident that results in some damage? Should they be liable for that? And I don't really know about that. I think that certainly we could see some sort of accidental insurance pop up that could handle a lot of those situations. But you say, well, what but about in a free market world? Um, some people will have insurance and some people won't. What? Yeah. And what about the people that well, that's the, that's the world we live in today. Some people have insurance. Some people don't. I didn't have insurance on my house down in Florida for the last few months that I owned it. It could have burned down and I'd have been screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, so but was, that's a situation where you are risking yourself. I understand that. So there could be other insurance factors that could factor in where, uh, you know, different property owners could have insurance and that could cover different types of accidents that could possibly happen. Um, but I'm wondering, Julia, how do you feel about the idea that somebody should be should somebody be responsible if they have an accident if they accidentally burn your house down should they be responsible you know let's yes. say they knocked over a candle or something like that they should be responsible yes for paying that yes. to the insurance company yes okay, okay. Uh, we continue here go to rob in georgia you're on free talk live on the amp line hey how you guys doing hey That's rob. great yeah well I, I did want to kind of echo in on this a little bit uh as far as one of Mark's uh, earlier objections was like if someone were kind of living on the periphery of society as a result of uh, uh, owing a bunch of people money and kind of living as an outcast, how would they obtain work having a bad reputation? And that's actually one of the easier things to, to, to uh, get past. The reason why inmates and people like that have such a difficult time obtaining work is largely because of government. If there were no such thing as a, as a minimum wage, Inmates and everybody else could get, could get a job. They just have to take a much steeper discount in, in terms of the rate they can charge. Mm, good point. And, you know, you can't, you can't pay somebody $2 an hour to see how they're going to do now or a dollar an hour or whatever it's going to be. But in a free market, you absolutely would. You pay them whether you would pay them uh, whatever you felt was worth the risk. And then based upon how they panned out, would, you know, that you might pay them a little bit more to keep them or they might be able to shop their, their skills around showing, hey, I've worked here for six months. I've done – I've done well, have stayed out of trouble. You know, can you give me a job at a little better rate? You know, so, so there will be opportunities for that sort of thing. Um, so nobody's going to get left out who actually wants to do better. That's how I feel. I, I feel like there will absolutely be plenty of paths for those uh, those people that want to repair their reputation. I to think do that so. people will be on the run from um, creditors that want to throw them into debtors' prisons. And I think no, that that's going to be the debtors issue. Prison, a debtors' prison 
prison doesn't make any sort of real economic sense. Debtors' prison prisons pretty much exist where you have a state who's paying for debtors' prison. Um, it would make sense. It, it would make sense if you could, uh, if if that was the you know sort of the alternative to paying your your debt. It would make sense if you the you the the uh, the, the inmate first you pay your uh, your living expenses at the prison and then your overages or whatever go to the uh, go to uh, the, the person you owe or the debtor's prison essentially writes a check to the person you owe and then you, you owe them you you owe the debtor's prison and you pay them off by working well you had actually originally suggested i think a long time ago mark the idea about debtor's prisons could be used for somebody that didn't have a good reputation going into a bank for instance trying to get a loan mm-hmm. uh, the bank doesn't want a loan to this guy cuz he's just uh, you a loser, uh, but he says, look, I'm changing my ways. I'm willing to put my freedom on the line, and I'm willing to go to prison if I default on this loan. That might be enough to persuade What if he changes his mind afterwards? He, like he signed the contract for five years, he he paid it off for four. Um, his wife died. Uh, his kids got killed in an auto accident. Suddenly he's in a deep depression. He doesn't feel like going to work anymore. Whammo! <laughs> I mean, don't act like this that's is not the, a hey ludicrous man. scenario. Well, you you signed the contract. Yep, that's how I you mean, feel. I, well, I don't I don't necessarily believe that it necessarily has to be a a sort of a now you're enslaved situation. One of the things uh, where. Uh, some friends and, and I were talking about this about um, this sort of scenario where you know people's ability to pay and you know what if you can't pay and that sort of thing. And my own personal opinion is that human institutions are designed to serve humans. So, which humans? I think that I think that I think that one of the things that you might see come out of a real free market is reputations. At least part of the rating would be based upon the best effort that a person can come up with. If you do $100,000 of damage and you work your behind off and you're able to pay $75,000 of it and you just there's just nothing else that you can pay, whereas someone else who's a multimillionaire, extremely rich, does $100,000 of damage and they only pay, say, $75,000, they just say, screw off. That sort of person who has the ability yet does not, I believe, would suffer more in the reputation range than someone who did everything they could possibly do. Right, and I think there also would be situations in which uh, people who cause accidents, like let's say uh, a customer to business, for instance, the business doesn't want to be seen as you know somebody that's going to cannibalize the the freedom of their or the the wealth of their customer just because the customer made a mistake that might have resulted in some damage on the the business's property. They would just take the insurance uh, company's payments and say, "Hey, we're okay. Everything's fine. We have insurance." I'm from a business standpoint, that may very well be true, but from a personal standpoint, you're talking about something else entirely. There is no distinction. You are a business. Okay. Um, so, so from so from I, a business, I I think a business with a saying. storefront that has to worry about a public relations, uh, you know, situation where a, a news media could get out there and trumpet. You but know, the, the insurance sad story. companies are businesses, and it, what we were talking about earlier is houses being burned down. If that house gets burned down, the insurance company pays the homeowner. The homeowner's out of the picture. Then you've got the insurance company and how they choose to deal with the person who who created the accident. They try to decrease their liability, and one of the ways they do that is by going and collecting from people at fault. That's what insurance companies do. That is correct. Um, now, I'd like I, before we go, we're getting ready to go into the break, and I want to talk about the uh, the, the road situation real quick. Well, I'd like to, uh, Rob to have a chance to respond as he was intending to. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I mean, I sell my labor to my employer as it stands. Do you think they would want to have 
have uh, people saying, you know, your 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 employee is really being a jerk about about this. I mean, you know, I, I mean, they're going to end up suffering the same sorts of things. Those that that reputation thing does trickle down. If you're going to be a jerk, believe you me, the people who you're selling your services to now are going to gradually start not wanting to deal with you. So everyone will end up losing out if you. Engage in your employer is likely going to believe your story over theirs and how it went down and all that stuff. Um, you know, th- their story is, oh, he's holding me responsible for setting his house on fire. Um, y- you say, hey, man, this guy g- came on my property and he, you know, b- <laughs> he knocked over the propane stove and blew my damn house up. Of course I'm holding him responsible. I got no place to live. Uh, so, you know, you've, you've got these, uh, you know, dis- it, it's he said, she said uh, when it comes uh, in a great deal in human interactions with, you know, uh, reputation. Oh, I mean, there's no question about that, but but it's not just two people who are doing the he said, she said. So, I mean, you do you do have to you do have to take into account that not only first of all, my own insurance in all likelihood will go after whoever it is whoever it is that burned down my house, and they're going to have to deal with that public relations nightmare of. Okay, we've we've gotten all the blood out of the stone. What what further are we going to do? I mean, you insurance companies have to write that into the premiums that they charge. Right, it, they they absolutely will, and insurance companies will be you know probably in in a lot of ways, especially in a world where there's no bankruptcy, there's no way to get out of a you know there's a debtor prison that that people can be thrown into that kind of thing. Um, you'll have a situation where insurance companies turn into sort of buy here pay here lot kind of collectors. Uh, you know, the repo men, they're going to get their money. Yeah, that very well that very well may be I mean I definitely could not uh, eliminate that as a possibility I mean but I don't see how that's going to be any worse than what we got with I'll tell you how it is. It's going to be the rich guys taking forcibly at some point, the rich guys forcibly taking all the money away from the rest of us. Wait, isn't that what we have today, Mark? Uh, no, with the I Federal mean, Reserve we have, we taking the money the largest from all middle the rest class of us? ever. Don't we have the Federal Reserve taking it, money and houses away from all the rest of us? Yeah, I think we do. We we do have that, but they're do. not taking it all. Yeah, but it, they, what you're talking about is a scary scenario which would involve consent. And you're the talking about we have free, today. You're doesn't talking about free consent. market Jesus, which solves everything. No. I don't know what he's going to do, but, not, but the free market Jesus. Whatever, Mark. He's going <laughs> to save us. You're the one advocate. Thanks, Rob, for the call. You're the one advocating coercion, and that is never a way to solve problems. Eight hundred. 259-9231. Uh, well, no, it doesn't work. We've seen evidence over all the years that it doesn't work. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up anything, just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Martin. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. I know, Mark, you wanted to go off on your road tangent. Why don't you just save that until tomorrow night, because Julia was looking like she was about ready to strangle us there. Uh, so we continue. You can here. only hear this conversation so many times before it gets old. 
Well, I don't know. I think it kind of came from a different perspective this uh, this time out. Anyway, our listeners tuning in this hour don't even have any idea what we're talking about. So it was uh, about insurance and the free marketplace, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm not really the best person to ask those questions. We continue here, and we go to Bill on the line in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Bill. Hi, Julie and Mark. How are you doing? Good. Just great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. It seems like the world is trying to wear me down, and they don't really seem to be doing a good job, so... Well, that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, why don't I mean? I don't know what you can say or can't say. Uh, <laughs> we've I think we mentioned what happened to you and your wife recently, but I, I think you probably better tell the story. I mean, the last we heard from you, Bill, you were having trouble opening up your restaurant down or up there in Bristol, New Hampshire, uh, where the, uh, the I guess the good old boy network was threatening you because you weren't going to bow down completely and give them uh, you were applying for a liquor, liquor permit, so you were essentially bowing down to some extent, but you didn't want to give your social security number out to these bureaucrats because it's your understanding that according to I think it was the Federal Privacy Act or something like that that you don't have to and you were yeah, trying you don't to- have to and there's no reason that they need it and they need to show that they have some sort of authorization you know, to collect it, that they're specifically authorized, and I just told them no. Right. You stood firm on that one little thing, and then all of this uh, antagonism exploded. Oh, yeah, it seemed like a nuclear bomb went off. I mean, right. you know, everything seemed to go wrong after that. So what was uh, what was the latest that that occurred? Uh, what was the, the incident? Oh, uh, that, that incident was uh, we were down in Manchester, and we got arrested for... Uh, you know, some driving violations and for uh, carrying concealed firearms without a, a license. Now, in New because Hampshire, isn't it the case... Is this in any way related? We don't know. Okay. Uh, we, don't, we don't know whether or not, you know, there, there was a dragnet and they were specifically looking for people or whether or not it was just, you know, one more, uh, you know, incident in, you know, the big streak of bad luck I've been having. Now, but it wasn't the the town police where you were filing for your restaurant, no, it was right? Manchester. Okay. I just no, want to make no. sure that... We, we, we live maybe about a half hour north or 45 minutes north of uh, Manchester. Okay. So it's my understanding that in New Hampshire, the laws that they have in regards to carrying weapons say something to the effect of uh, that even if it's not being concealed, even if you're open carrying, but if you're in the car, it's automatically considered concealed? Because in New Hampshire, you can open carry legally. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I've been told, yes. Okay. Got it. So did you want to share stuff about that, or did you just want to talk about something else? I mean, it's up to you, man, whatever you want to talk uh, about. You know, there's just been a big list of things. I, I've never seen so many cops in the town where we run our restaurant in my entire life. Uh, you know, I mean, today I saw state police, the police from the town that we're in. I've seen police from the two or the three or the four towns that surround us. I mean, they're everywhere. It's unbelievable. And, you know, mm-hmm. you look at people and you're like, and, and this isn't a police state? Yeah. You know, you're kidding me. Um, also, you know, I was just reading uh, uh, The Road to Serfdom. Uh, actually, there's a, a little comic that uh, actually General Motors had put out as part of a little pamphlet a long time ago. And the last frame of it says, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, when you get fired from your job, it might be uh, through a firing squad because anytime the state takes control of anything, anything that you do that used to be an error is now a crime against the state and you're going to pay for it. And that hmm. seems to be the way, you know, the road that we're headed down. You, you, you just can't make a simple mistake anymore and, you know, just have somebody tell you, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Now they're going to, you know, spend, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars 
coming after you and never, ever, ever stopping until they get you. It's, it, it just seems like it's insane. Well, it's, they don't have to worry about how much they spend. Their coffers are almost infinite. The more they spend, the more they get the next year, right? And oh, absolutely. It doesn't have and to... if the rest of us are struggling to pay for gas, they've got all that they need in order to drive around all damn day and look for people making errors. Right. And it's the, the, the thing about government is, is it doesn't have any financial incentive to let a bone go. Um, whereas, you know, if somebody owes me five bucks, I'm not going to spend 5000 going to get it. Right. The government will spend 50000 to go get it. If yep. you don't pay that parking ticket that you were supposed to pay, you know, they'll create you know, new, new fees on top of it, and they'll go after you, and they'll spend far, far, far more money. They've arrested people over oh, 60 yeah, absolutely. cents. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to pay the ticket. You're going to pay a late fee. You're going to pay court costs you know, after you go to uh, you know, court and lose. What if you take the, the the parking ticket to court, and I know in some towns you can do this, and you can just like keep on distracting the judge and putting in motions or whatever. I I, I bet you could drag it out to where you know, as far as court time goes, they're putting ten thousand dollars into it with bailiffs and stenographers and mm-hmm. and you know the, the 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 space they've got there, heating and cooling and all that other crap to get yeah, five bucks think out that's of somebody. Probably a good way to go about it. You know, just make sure that you know it costs them at least as much as it's going to cost you, and you know then it's kind of a wash, but still, you know, for for people out there who actually, you know, have time that's worth a lot of money, yeah. you know, it's hard for them to do that. Yep, they'll just pay. Right, and they just <laughs> want to get life back to as normal as it possibly can be, so they're willing to pay, they're willing to plea out, they're willing to bow down and do whatever it takes to make it all go away, or at least in whatever ways they possibly can. Of course, the uh, the trick is if more people stopped just uh, obeying and pleading and, and doing what the government wanted them to do, then they wouldn't have enough time in the day to hear all the cases. That If everybody went into court and started asking a bunch of, you know, Mark Stevens, Adventures in Legal Land, uh, dot com style questions, questions then they wouldn't be able to get through the the the, the, the cases they just have to just throw the trial out the window and start throwing people in in cages and then then it'd be quite obvious that the entire system is a is a sham and nothing more than uh, a cover for violence but since most people aren't willing to do those things there's well, very little that changes know enough and most people are too scared to do that right I mean, it's a, it's an incredibly intimidating process in order to, you know, walk into a court and stand your ground or, or do something that, you know, you may or may not be arrested for. There's not a lot of people who out there who have the backbone or the principle in order to go through with something like that. So uh, what is your plan? I mean, I don't know what you can tell us. I don't know if you've gotten a lawyer for the situation where you were arrested over uh, the, again, the so-called concealed weapons violations. Uh, can you reveal any, anything publicly as far as what you guys uh, are planning? Uh, pretty much, you know, uh, basically what we're going to do is, you know, we've contacted a lawyer uh, up here in New Hampshire. We're going to, you know, try and make a good go of it and see whether or not, you know, we can, you know, score some points for an uninfringed Second Amendment right. Uh, I'll tell you, this, is, this could be a really exciting case because in New Hampshire you can carry a gun on your hip. And oh, yeah. you can carry a gun concealed uh, if you have a permit for $10, no, and they're supposed it's to just give it. It's, it's a license. They make, you know, every, everybody up here makes a, a very strong okay. point about, you know, pointing out the difference. Yeah, there isn't a difference. They're not. Well, There's I not. know that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you pay their $10, you ask them permission, they're supposed to give it to you every single time. I right, suppose that's the license difference. 
a measly ten dollars. I mean, it's ridiculous. Whatever happened to the punishment fits the crime. Right, and the, and this is the this is sort of the the trick that government has. Your the proper paperwork hasn't been filled out at the proper time. You can't just give the ten dollars over now and and make this uh, all go not. away. You got to do time, well, buddy. What is the? Uh, Perhaps, but, yeah, but they consider you know, a got gun. Legal expenses and everything else piling up. They, they consider a gun in on your hip, open carried, in a car to be concealed. It's crazy it, because it's in a container. I mean, does that mean if I walk into a building, <laughs> a building, yeah, that it's uh, that it's the gun's concealed? I, I, I mean, don't know. It's insane. So, so what is it that uh, I mean? Are these misdemeanors that they've uh, charged you with, or is it? Yeah. Okay, so that means that multiple misdemeanor counts. So, I mean, you're, you're still looking at up to a year in jail then over this. Potentially. Have they offered you a plea bargain at all, or are you going to take it to court? We haven't spoken to anyone about it yet. Uh, as far as I know, the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to walk into court on October 28th and see what happens. Oh, I've got court on October 29th, so it looks like we'll both have something to talk about that week. Have fun. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, they want me in there for a couch in the yard, so they might even throw me in a cage over the couch in the yard, because if they find me, I'm not going to pay their fine, and they say they want the fine paid right there and then, so I don't know what they're going to do. And, Bill, if you would, will you call us back and keep us informed as to what's going on with your uh, your situation? Absolutely, and oh. I mean, we're doing everything possible in order to push this forward, including a chip-in and everything else. Okay, very good. Keep us in the loop and let us know how people can help. I thank you for the call tonight. More on the way, it is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. And enjoy the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about, and it's all totally free. Just head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Uh, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism. The Institute for Humane Studies is looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media outlets for the spring or summer. All positions are paid. They include a career workshop and opportunities to network. The deadline to apply for an early summer decision is November the 1st. It's coming up soon. And the sooner you're in, the you know the better positions you probably get, too. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Uh, there's, there's a stipend, housing allowance, uh, housing allowance, excuse me, travel allowance, tuition, books, mentoring. All right, 1-800-259-9231. That, again, libertarianinternships.com. Another... Uh, another website you might be interested in visiting. We just finished talking with Bill there in New Hampshire, and as you are probably aware, he's been having some trouble. The the good old boys have been coming after him and his wife. Uh, they've been trying to open up a restaurant in northern New Hampshire, and to uh, on top of all the other problems they've been having, they were recently pulled over, and they've been charged with various different misdemeanors in regards to concealed weapons, uh, c- carrying concealed without a license, etc., etc. And Bill's talking about taking it to court. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to plea out. It sounds like he's going to maybe, I don't know, maybe go all the way to the Supreme Court with this. I, it sounds like a, a case that could really set some precedent here in New Hampshire. And so if that's something that is uh, is interesting to you and you want to help Bill out, he did mention a chip-in at the very end of his call. We didn't have enough time to ask him what that was, so I uh, sent him a message here during the break, and I got the URL. So if you want to help him out, go to williamwalker.chipin.com. That's williamwalker.chipin.com. 
dot com. So if you want to throw down, you know, what, what I guess chip in, you can throw down five bucks or just a few bucks, whatever it is you've got to spare. Uh, so you don't have to be here in New Hampshire. You can be anywhere around the world. And if you want to help Bill uh, out with his situation, great caller. be a real Second Amendment issue. Yeah, great caller to this program. And it's so, so sad to see somebody under attack like that. So uh, WilliamWalker.ChipIn.com. All right, so uh, the number here again, 800-259-9231. As we continue, a different story here from DeForest, Wisconsin, where a Madison-based company is the subject of an investigation by state and local officials into reports of area residents getting fake parking tickets. The company, a private security firm, isn't authorized to write the tickets, says, uh, apparently, according to the police. Madison and DeForest Police, along with the Wisconsin Department of Regulation and Licensing, executed uh, search warrants at the headquarters of Metropolitan Protective Services, located on wherever, as well as the home of the company's owners. According to a police news release, authorities said the investigation began after several Madison residents said they received parking citations on their vehicles. The citations identified the company as Metropolitan Private Police and requested them to send payment to a DeForest P.O. box. Now, there's more to the story here, but what is it that they're doing that's so different from the, the government police? Well, the government doesn't like it when you, uh, when you sort of assume their role and do what they do. You can't give people tickets without our permission because there are private companies that get the permission from the government to write tickets, and they go around and do that. And their tickets are good. So you just have to have the government's p- uh-huh. permission to write tickets. But who gave them permission? Mm, the people. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a people. Yeah, the, yeah, I love this point, and that is like, well, what people would have told the, who, who, why would you hire somebody <laughs> to pull you over, threaten you with violence, and extract money from you because you were going over some arbitrarily set speed limit? Why would you hire somebody to That liter- I didn't decide on. I think right. the speed limit is stupidly slow around here, personally. Absolutely. I, I do. I, I have to agree. I think that the speed limits are, um, and uh, you know, no, they don't do engineering studies. They um, say they do. Even if they did an engineering study, they're doing it based on the slowest, the oldest, the blindest, the dumbest person out mm-hmm. there driving the most decrepit car. The lowest <laughs> common denominator. Yeah. 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 So who wants this kind of service? Who is it that where are all of the citizens out there clamoring for more control? Where are all the citizens clamoring for uh, for more stop sign uh, stings? I guess the argument there is just that you voted these people in and they made the decisions for you. But you can't vote somebody else in. There are no options. Everybody who gets voted in is only interested in getting more revenue for the state. Yeah, I don't. I, I ran for city council. I've I've voted many times, and I can't remember the last person that I was successful. Uh, you know, I, that I voted for that was successful yeah. and got in. I ran for city council. They are a club, and they do not want other people in, and they do everything in their power to make sure that other people who do not have the same or similar interests as them do not get in. And it's it's really just. You're stuck in a rock and a hard place. You know, I'd like to take it back. Uh, I said, where are all the citizens who are clamoring for stop sign uh, stings? 
I actually did hear one on the radio over the last weekend. There's a local show. Uh, it's called Talk Back here in Keene, New Hampshire, and it, it airs Saturday mornings. In fact, if you listen to the Free Talk Live stream between 9 a.m. and noon tomorrow morning, you might actually hear Talk Back, depending on what time I wake up. Uh, I usually go and I pot it up and turn it, turn it on to the Free Talk Live stream so you can listen and call in if you want. But there was actually somebody last week who was calling and there's the hooligans are speeding down the street and we need some police officers to sit down there and and, and start pulling people over and that will put a stop to well, it. Well, that's somebody who drives really slow. And I've, yeah. I've turned into that person, too. I don't drive very fast anymore. As a matter of fact, you know, like if I get a cop behind me, I slow down another five. Uh, you know, I, I got all kinds. I got gears I haven't, low gears I haven't found yet. But I, I'm not proposing to tell other people, um, you, you know, that they can't go a little faster. I know that the interstate, I can go 80. I go 90. In the nighttime, 100. Well, well I don't. I, I think that it's safer to go 100 during the day than at night. <laughs> There's nobody on the road. Sometimes, yeah. Okay, well, here's where I was going with pointing out that somebody had called this talkback show to complain and say, we need these police to stop these speeders. It's just the one guy who sits in his living room and stares out the window. He's not even on the road. He just doesn't like what he sees. He doesn't like the the disobeying of the the law. But he's the one who's getting out there and doing something about it. And when I say that, I mean picking up the phone and calling these uh, these so-called representatives Nobody is out there. The people that speed don't call and say, hey, you should get rid of the speed limits. The people that uh, go and they violate all these piddly little uh, violations and, and speeding and stop signs and all that stuff. Nobody has, is, is, has a massive calling campaign to repeal these rules. They just go, as we were talking about before, they pay the tickets when they get the tickets. They try to move on and move, move beyond that. But these old uh, busybodies, and I guess there are some young busybodies as well, the busybodies, they're the ones with the motivation, they're the ones that want to control other people's lives, so they're the ones that are calling not only just the talk show, which happens to be hosted by one of the city councilors, but they'll also call them at home. They'll call the city councilors at home and demand this and they'll demand that, and so as a result, they are responding to some extent, but they're only responding to the people that want to control other people. Most of the, I think most people want to just be left alone. Most people speed, but there's no massive movement of speeders against speed limits. It just doesn't work that way. More on the way you can take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Free for you at freetalklive.com. We talk a lot about freedom here on Free Talk Live. My first exposure to the concepts of liberty came from superhero comic books when I was a kid. Right now, Free Talk Live listeners can get an autographed set of Freedom Force comics for only $10, shipping included. You can check out the, fi- uh, the child-friendly superheroes adventure of 
Minuteman, Liberty Lad, Manbot, and El Diablo, and the rest of the Freedom Force at uh, uh, Freedom is actually all you have to do is go to Free Talk Live and uh, the banners down at the bottom of the right hand uh, portion of the page. You can see uh, Liberty Lad busting through a brick wall, but there's a special offer for uh, those listening right now. The next 10 people to order a signed set of Freedom Force comics will get a free comic uh, thrown in. I guess that there's a, you know, some special deal going on, so. Get your free comic. It's only ten bucks plus uh, with shipping at uh, freetalklive.com and uh, scroll down to the bottom of the banners and you'll see Liberty Lad. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I want to continue here. We'll get to the phone calls here in a moment. Just want to finish this story from DeForest, Wisconsin, where a private company has been issuing tickets, parking tickets. Uh, to people, and the police are saying that this is naughty, naughty. Uh, these are fake tickets, unlike the real tickets that we write. So we're going to get these people in trouble. In fact, they went after the, uh, I guess they went after the, the, the home of the company's owners. Uh, they executed search warrants in their business and their homes. Anyway, uh, one of the victims of the private ticketing says, I didn't know why, because I was, she says, I found a $25 t- dollar ticket on my car, and I didn't know, didn't know why, because I was home at the time. I live here and pay rent here. She said that she'd become concerned. I didn't know why I've gotten uh, tickets from municipalities, but it doesn't seem to matter. They'll they'll damn sure go after you for it. She became concerned when the ticket threatened to suspend her license if not paid on time, and there was no way to fight it. I had some stuff in my trunk that I wanted to unload, so I pulled there. I went in the house, was in there for less than 30 minutes. I came back out and didn't notice the ticket right away, she said. She said the address on the ticket was a P.O. box, but she didn't think that made sense. Left messages with the company and never heard back. She that said, seems extremely unprofessional. Oh, well, this, the whole I mean it's obviously a scam. Obviously these are people that are trying to oh. bilk others out of their money. Well, most people when they see tickets probably just pay them. I'll bet they made so much money on I don't that. know. I wonder about that. I wonder how long they were doing business for. I feel like when I think about the people I work with, just the kids and stuff like that, I don't think most of them are smart enough when they would see a ticket to say like City of Keene. Oh, obviously this is an approved government ticket, like or whatever. I think people versus see the Metropolitan tickets, Private Police. It probably police. looks very similar. Probably. So I don't know. I feel like ninety percent of the people I work with would just pay it. Says here, if it goes past the due date, then it doubles and I get a suspended license. So that's when I was like, I need to call somebody and talk about this because I don't want my license to get suspended. She said. Madison police said that bogus tickets have been popping up all month, starting at her apartment on wherever and spreading to other apartments and businesses. It's against state law to simulate a legal process, which a parking (laughs) ticket is. You can't do that. Well, it looks like they've been doing it for at least a couple months there. Authorities said at least two people are involved in the scam. Both cities' police departments said that motorists shouldn't pay such a ticket and instead should contact the police. Uh, the One of the victims said, I just don't know who's doing this stuff or why people have time on their hands to do that. I mean, I go to work. I don't make much. I'm just a regular citizen. Authorities said they've met with the Dane County District's Attorney's Office and criminal charges are expected. They said no arrests have been made, although they expect the business owner to be charged with attempted theft by deception, simulating a legal process, and threats to accuse of a crime. And there you go. And they still are not uh, returning calls. The uh, TV station attempted to call the business, not calling back. Hmm. So, look, I don't want to make it sound like I support these people. I don't. I think it's uh, it's fraudulent what they're doing. I think it's uh, it's terrible what they're doing. They're trying to take advantage of people's ignorance and have them just send them checks to make 
a problem go away that never really like the existed government. in the first place. But yes, I, th- <laughs> I found the uh, the parallels very interesting because they're really not doing anything differently than the government does. It's just the government well, has more guys with guns that are willing to back up what they're doing. Usually, you get the tickets from the government for infractions. Usually. Whereas these people are just slapping tickets around for, you know, whatever. Yeah, but the infractions are... Sometimes you don't know what they are. I mean, parking tickets, parking tickets are awful. Trying to figure out, uh, you know, you go to a new town, try to figure out when you're supposed to park, where you're supposed to park, when you have to pay for the meter, when you don't have to pay for the meter. I swear when I go to a new town, I get a parking ticket every time anyway. Well, you know, I was actually listening to an archive from uh, last month where Julia, we were talking about your parking ticket. I haven't paid it. I hope I can get back into Canada. Well, here's what I'm thinking you should do, Julia, is hold the ticket. Because as we, uh, and apparently I'd gotten confused. At one point I thought uh, the couch enforcer had signed the ticket with just a line, but it was actually your ticket, the parking ticket, that had a line through it and as on the signature area. And so I was thinking, well, what if you held on to that ticket and brought it with you the next time you were going to uh, Canada, and if they tried to keep you out of the country, if they said something to you about it, you could just pull that out and say, well, you know, I was going to pay, but then I noticed that it wasn't even a real ticket. Aren't you supposed to sign these things? I can't identify who this cop is. Can you figure out who, which cop that is signed this? Because it's just a line. It's a horizontal line uh, in the signature area. I don't know if it'll help you, but I figured it. I mean, if you haven't paid it at this point, if you want to pay it now, it's probably going to compound several times. I don't know what the you know the late fee is on that. It's probably and really I'm, bad. I'm not interested in calling to talk to Canadian bureaucrats to find out. <laughs> no. Hey, so, I'll just go up through Quebec anyway and... What is that different somehow? Well, I mean, it's I don't know how the it, it really depends. It's sort of like states here, the provinces, right? Yeah. I mean, if I just went into a different province, they may or but they're may all not. supposed to be tied in. I think uh, our police, one of our police friends, said that like all of North America is tied in together. I don't know for parking tickets. I don't know. What, I, it's I, not a moving violation. Yeah, it wasn't clear to me what level of violations were included in that. Anyway, we continue with your phone call. So what is it that that company does differently than the police do? I can't tell. Well, this reminds me of Bill's situation that just called a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. And, and I'm not sure, has it been discussed on air what his situation was? He was, he was arrested. Uh, right. He was arrested for wearing concealed a carry. Bol- he had a bulletproof vest on, right? And then the concealed carry. And some of the comments... On the news site, one of the newspapers around here, the local newspapers, said things like, oh, what a horrible person, and he must have been on his way to commit a crime. Right. But the police officer that pulled him over was likely wearing what he was wearing and more, guess, and that yeah. was okay. He didn't have to explain what he was doing or right. where he was going to go that evening, but if it's a regular citizen... Well, right. that's just not acceptable. Well, and we know it's the cop that's going around uh, from from person to person uh, all night long committing crimes. I mean, if, if if what you want to define as a crime, the accurate definition of crime is to, uh, to, to infringe upon another person's rights, then that's by definition what those uh, traffic cops do for the most part. What most cops do most of the day, yes, if they're actually in, investigating a real crime involving a, a victim, then I'll give them a pass. But if what they're doing is pulling people over for a burnout muffler or for 
for whatever. The, I think that was the reason Bill was actually originally pulled over was a muffler issue or something like that. And, you know, if they're pulling people over for speeding tickets and they're pulling people over for all this other traffic nonsense, then they're the ones that are doing criminal things. They're the ones that are threatening you. You are being threatened by a man with a gun to pull over and waste your time on the side of the road. Worse than that, they write down some piece of something on a piece of paper, thrust it at you, throw it in your car if you won't take it from them. And then later, men with guns will still threaten to uh, to steal your freedom from you if you don't bow down to them, go into their little courtroom and go through their process. So they're the ones that are committing crimes. Bill was just driving home. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue with your calls. Ashley's on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ashley. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind? Um, well, basically, I've been uh, reading this book called American Creation, which is basically a book about how um, the United States came to be. And with Mark as a historian buff, <laughs> I was wondering if I could get um, your take on what would you think if Thomas Jefferson or James Madison would be alive today? Would they be considered patriots or terrorists? I don't think people would even listen to them. I think they'd be so far from, you know, they'd be like us, you know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's listening to us. Obscure what we, radio what show. What we say. Yeah. Does that answer your really? question? Do you have more? I do have more. Hang on. We're going to bring you back. More with Ashley here in moments. Hang on. 800-259-9231. We'll try to slip your call in as well. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free to 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a variety of ways to Get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and help new Internet listeners find the program. All kinds of different uh, ideas there. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com and help us out. As we continue with your calls, Ashley is still there in Illinois. Ashley, you're back on Free Talk Live. What's up, guys? Okay, go ahead. Well, basically, I just wanted to get your take on that hypothetical, um, especially living in a huge city like Chicago Every day I'm just surrounded by a bunch of idiots who are donning their Obama buttons, and I just get really frustrated at how ignorant everyone is. And I was—I just got to thinking, you know, like what if we had some of these historical figures who made such a big impact today? Like what? how would that affect things? Um, and I know Mark just said that he thought it wouldn't make a difference. And I was wondering why why you would think that. I, I, I don't think they'd make it up through the political process. I don't think they have the uh, the, the shark's teeth to uh, make it through the political process. They don't have the... Uh, the, the, the Just to recap, you're talking about Jefferson and Madison. Jefferson and Madison would be the ones that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of. I, I don't think they have the, uh, the, the pliable mor- morals that it takes. Um, it, you know, I, I, I don't think the average person has the pliable morals that well, it Ron takes. Ron Paul did it. He he got lucky. That's all I can say. There's a lot of people out there today that are saying pro-freedom things, and for the most part, they're marginalized. I mean, they feel alone like you do. So if they were alive today, they'd probably be, you know, born in wherever it was. Were they born in Jefferson, born in Virginia or something like that? I think he was... So they'd be born wherever they were born, and they'd uh, they'd grow up, and they'd be wondering why it is that all these 
uh, as as, uh, Matt termed them earlier tonight, zombies are walking around them, or as Gene might suggest, these cult members are surrounding them. Why is it they're the only ones that get this whole liberty thing? Why are they surrounded by all these other uh, ignoramuses? They might be feeling frustrated by that and not knowing what to do, and they should join the Free State Project, freestateproject.org. Now, Ashley, um, you're you're in a, you're in Obama land there, right? Yes, uh, I am. Now, do you ever get out to the, uh, the 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 burbs? Yeah, and it's very Obama-esque out there as well. Really, because I mean, you know, out out in out in the burbs, it's it's you know much wider lawns, much narrower minds, they say, and uh, you know the the Republicans rule out in the burbs generally. And I was uh, I was I was wondering if Obama had the same support out there, being a, a Chicagoan. Well, generally, Illinois is very Obama just because he's from the state. Yeah, it, generally um, that's how it goes. I haven't encountered really any Republican voice. It's basically been all Obama. And it's really funny because I just bought a button that said that says uh, same president or a different president, same shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. See you later. Gotta go. 800-259-9231. Can't let but you I get understand away with that. the sentiment. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from. All right, we continue with Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Yeah, how you doing, guys? What's on your mind, Don? Uh, for that poor boy up there uh, in your state, Bill. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, and here's my other complaint to you. Uh, I mailed you some stuff way back when. I was just hoping that you'd put it on your website, or I don't know how to do it or put it on a CD or anything else. Uh, as far as uh, the car versus the automobile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're allowed to put it, you know, on your website. I'm, I'm quite sure. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't really have uh, the time, unfortunately, to scan in all the various different things that uh, that are sent here. But if you ever get yourself a scanner, you're welcome to put it up on the wiki. The Free Talk Live wiki is something that absolutely anybody can uh, can edit. So I invite you to do that uh, when you do have the ability. Well, like I said, I got an old computer. It don't work worth a darn. But uh, Well, they do sell you know, new ones at, uh, you know, all the various electronic stores. Go ahead, sir. What's yeah. on your mind tonight? But anyways, poor Bill, and, and you guys were always saying, you know, how can they do it? And, and as I pointed out, all you got to do is have that car registered, and that's it. It's, all, you know, gloves are off, and, and the state is God. Mm. You know, I did ask, by the way, uh, on my own car around here, I went down to a notary. I don't know if you have those or not. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, I asked her, I said, isn't there paperwork here to... Uh, you know, just give back the title to a car. She was so flabbergasted, of course, I would put her out of business, that she defended the state wholeheartedly. I bet she did. Meanwhile, here's even a better one. Did you know that if, at least in Pennsylvania, if you get a DUI or whatever in Pennsylvania and you turn right around and you turn in your driver's license, okay, you just turn it back into them. Mm -hmm. Because it's theirs. In 90 days will never exist in their computers. Hmm. Now you can turn right around and go right back down and get a brand new one, if huh. you wish. Interesting. Hey, D- Don, weren't you the uh, the gentleman that was talking earlier about a salvage title, or was that someone else? No, that was someone else. Okay. See, here's my question for you, since you are kind of like the uh, one of the uh, the experts on all things withdrawing from the system, or at least a number of those things. Uh, somebody has given me a car. 
and it's registered and it's completely legal in New Hampshire. Now, I would like to remove it from its legal status. I would like to, you know, uh, get the uh, get the title as you were suggesting. You know, cancel the registration, turn in the tags. What would you suggest I do? Uh, what would you suggest the, you know, the process be to go about unlegalizing the car or making it uh, mine again instead of theirs? Well, he, well, like I said, Pennsylvania and New Hampshire, I don't know what the differences are, but at least in Pennsylvania, as far as what I know of it as, you can turn right around and we'll just say I junk the car. The scrapyard will actually send the title back to Pennsylvania and it will never exist. Therefore, you eliminated the ownership from the state. Now, you can make up your own certificate of ownership mm-hmm. with your name on it. Yeah. The state does not have their name on it. Therefore, they don't have ownership. You do. So you'd contact the state government people and tell them that the, the, the car is junked? Well, yeah, and then you mail in that title that you have to them. The certificate of title. Yeah, or, yeah, certificate of title. You know, it's that's their ownership papers. Right, and then they then they essentially wipe the car out of their system, and then you take the tag off the car. Uh, well, you turn that in, too. Everything. Mm-hmm. You don't want nothing to do with them. Right. If you have a little sticker on your windshield, you take go that scrape off. that off. Yep. That identifies it. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, Don. And, and one doesn't get pulled over for this? Oh, you'll get pulled over. Oh, I'll guarantee you. But, you know, in court, if done correctly, and like I said, I mailed you this, this stuff. I don't know if you read it. Yeah, but, uh, look through it. Uh, but the thing is, you can actually have the cop either one of two ways. You have them thrown in jail for a breach of oath. That's 20 to 30 years. That's a major felony. Or, you know, you just settle out of court for an undisclosed amount of money that, you know, you're just going to keep your mouth shut and not tell anyone. Because they, because you have no obligation to them, because you have not agreed to their system, and if they try to do these things to you, you do have, you can take action against them. Is that right? Yes, and everyone that, or that everyone says, oh, my heavens, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't use the roads. I said, yes, I can. I said, I pay 40 cents a gallon <laughs> for road use. Not yep. to mention your property tax, too. That that, that goes to, you know, for roading. Roads. How long have you been um, How long have you been traveling uh, free, Don? How long has it been going for you? Eh, I don't care. I got my, I went and bought a, a, a little Vespa scooter, and a local cop here pulled me over, and he wanted to see my paperwork, and I just showed him, and uh, he goes, oh, uh, he didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs> you showed okay. him your paperwork that you made up, right? No, no. This was the original certificate of origin in my possession and a bill of sale. Oh, wow. You actually managed to get one of those. Well, yeah, you can't well, get that back, though. I can't get the certificate of origin back from the state. Yeah, no, no. Once you give it to the state, it's, it's gone. void. It's gone for right. life. But you can make up your own form of ownership. Right. Well, if like I, I said, certificate of ownership. It has, uh, you know, Ian's name on there, you know. Yeah. And, and I've got, you know, I've got the bill of sale or whatever. I've got, I'm going to have, you know, the uh, the original owner essentially saying that he's gifted it to me. So it's, I've got evidence that it's not stolen, right? Yeah. Like I said, once you have it, all you got to do is, you know, you mail it back to the state. And uh, if you're really curious about the certificate of origin, even in New Hampshire, call them up down there in, in your capital or wherever they do it at. And uh, you have to call there. And then they'll actually admit, now you're going to have to pry it out of them. But whenever they get the certificate of origin, they shred it up. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I plan on recording every single conversation I have with these bureaucrats when I embark on this particular journey. It should be interesting. And uh, oh, Don, oh, I thank I you, might, sir. We're might. out of time, my friend. I appreciate it. Calls again some other time. And I want to get real quickly to John in Connecticut. John, quickly, 20 seconds. Go ahead. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is John in Connecticut, as you know. Um, I actually been, uh, I guess you could say, involved in a little bit of um, back and forth uh, comment. Um, stuff on a, on a, on a new newspaper in Norwich, Connecticut, and there's a, I'm not sure who he is, but he keeps on actually uh, mentioning your radio show. Well, would you call us tomorrow night? Because we are fresh out of time, my friend. Uh, we start they start the show at seven o'clock Eastern time. Absolutely. So a newspaper calls on mentioning our our show. It sounds like a comments area on a paper's website, but we'll clarify if John calls back tomorrow. Looking forward to hearing from him and hearing from you about whatever you want. It has been Ian here with you and Julia and Mark back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at Free Talk Live. This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet, bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for president. Donate at ChooseGeorge.org. That's ChooseGeorge.org. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message.